This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The World Champion Dodgers have some World Champion podcasts. Don't miss a chance to catch up on Dodger Talk by podcasting it on the iHeartRadio app. Just search Dodger Talk for new episodes every weekday and after each game. AM 570 KLAC, 987 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue. Fred Rogan and Jonas Knox in this week for Rodney on am570la Sports. If you're just joining us, later on this hour, we'll give you a chance to weigh in on the comments of Ty Lue, who said, why can't we all be as one? The Lakers were eliminated. We all live in L.A., we should all root for the Clippers. Yeah. You, you don't have to be nasty. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to root against us. We're one giant community, one giant family, and we should all be rooting for the Clippers. Jonas, we'll let people weigh in on that coming up. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, apparently Ty Lue's not spent much time on social media to where if somebody celebrates they got 100 bucks, there's somebody on the other side who complains because it was all 20s. So, listen, it, it, this is the way of the world. It's a nice thought. You, you want everybody to rally around everybody else. Unfortunately, you got a lot of bitter Laker fans that are out there that want no part of the L.A. Clippers' success. It's the way it goes. Oh, I, do you think they're actually bitter? Oh, 100%. No. 100%. They're not bitter. Fred, come on. You, you know what You know what the, the fact of the matter? The, the celebration last year when the Clippers were eliminated told me everything I needed to know about the state of the Laker franchise. And if you're a Laker fan, you can get offended by this all you want. I don't care. You weren't happy that the Clippers were eliminated last year. You were relieved. Because let me tell you something. As somebody who was an older sibling, I've got one younger brother. The one thing that struck fear into me my entire life were tsunami waves and the fact that one day my little brother could whoop my ass. That, that was a terrifying thought. And guess what? It ended up happening. The Lakers didn't want to have to meet that reality. They didn't want to have to run into that buzzsaw in the bubble. They knew what was going to happen. And so there was relief there when the Clippers were eliminated. And the fact that they're able to get around this postseason and not have to deal with them either, I think there's a little bit of relief there as well too, Fred. All right, well, we'll open the phone lines and let the people weigh in on that coming up. 
But now let's welcome on the Saltier, Adam Austin, the hope of close to Clipper Countdown, uh, the halftime show, the postgame show, and he's brought to you by Honey, the money-saving browser extension. Hello, Saltier, Adam Austin. What's good, Fred? What's good, Jonas? Good What's to be on with Adam? you guys. And I just happen to agree with Jonas's take there on the Lakers from last year, too. Damn right. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Uh, Fred, look at how insecure they've been acting. When their team isn't even in it, they say all the yeah. time the Clippers are irrelevant, but they celebrate every single time that they lose. How does that make sense? Make it make sense, Fred. Well, I'm just saying this. I think they don't like, Laker fans don't like them because they're in the same division, Adam. I don't think it has anything to do with the fact, look, the Lakers have won so many titles, the Clippers are never going to catch them. Why would they be threatened by that? I don't know. Why do they talk so much junk about the Clippers every time they lose then? They seem to be threatened. They seem to act like there's some inferiority complex at times. I think they know there's some changing of the guard that could happen at some point. Here's Look, I've never heard a Dodger fan, and we're on the blowtorch, all right, the home of the Dodgers. I've never one time heard a Dodger fan on AM570 LA Sports celebrate the fact that the, Ana- that the An- I'm calling them the Anaheim Angels, I couldn't, I don't, I don't care who it, who it bothers, that the Anaheim of uh, Orange County Angels with the two giant baseball helmets out in front of their stadium are a bad franchise. I've never heard a Dodger fan attack the Angels and celebrate how bad they were, because the Dodgers go... That's a non-issue. Like, like, like we're, we're, we're chasing World Series. That team's just trying to make the postseason and figure out what they're doing with Mike Trout, who's making $700 million a year. Like, but the Lakers have taken this approach the past couple of years and Laker fans to really get upset and really go after the Clippers, which tells me the threat is real, Fred. There's a real threat in town. I think they don't pay much attention to it because they're in different divisions. Fred, are you on Twitter? Do you ever look at your mentions? How can you say they're not paying attention to it? No, I'm talking about the Angels. I'm talking about the Angels, Adam. Well, initially you were talking about the Lakers there. And why do they care? Do they feel threatened or not? Yeah, but more off the bigger question is why. And you're saying they feel threatened. Yes. I don't I don't think they do, but that's just me. Because you you've got to win a lot of titles before you can feel threatened. Well, it, but that's what they do. Here's what happens with the Lakers. Here is the level of excuses or the goalpost shifting and moving they do. Well, first of all, talk to me when uh, you guys get past the second round. They do that. Then talk to me when you guys finally win a ring. They do that. Then if the Clippers win a ring, they'll say, "Well, we got 17 of them." Talk to me then. They have all these built-in excuses ready, set, and prepared to go. And that tells me they've been thinking about it, Fred. All right. Well, let's think about this. Are we going to see Kawhi Leonard in this series? <laughs> yeah, Fred. <laughs> Fred. We, we can if, agree to disagree. If okay. I, yeah, we're going to move on from that. Yeah. If I had that information for you, I'd give it to you. But right now, it's a right sprained knee. And the Clippers are acting like he's not going to be there. If he comes back, great. But you can't rely on that at this point. I've gone to Pruder film, watching the injury over and over again. I've been thinking about what it could mean. But I'm not going to go there yet. Clippers fans are trying to be hopeful about it. Hoping that he can come back somehow, some way. Because not only is he their best player, he's never played better than the way he was playing during this playoff run. So, Hopefully it is nothing significant. Hopefully it is a knee sprain. But that could still mean he's out for the entire series. You go on WebMD, you go on Google, you play doctor there. They say it's two to four weeks, something like that, with a knee sprain. 
Okay, where did the ACL stuff come from early on? Because that they, you know, the fear was, I think it was Sham Sharania yeah. uh, who came out and said, uh, you know, the fear is that it's an ACL-related injury. And so I just assumed the worst. Like, okay, it's either a partial tear or it's a full tear. And we've seen this happen before. In the NFL, Ryan Tannehill, uh, who had a partial tear of his ACL, he tried to work through it, and he actually tore the whole thing in practice. So where did that come from? Was that bad reporting? Have you heard anything similar to that and and where does that play into all this sham sharania was the one talking about that and i don't know if it's pure speculation or if he has inside information but all of a sudden a lot of people came out at once and said he has a knee injury and he took it a little bit further saying the fear is that it's an acl type of injury i haven't heard anything like that from the clippers so far but if you're just making an educated guess based upon the type of movement he was in it looks similar to something like that. It was Spencer Dinwiddie with the Brooklyn Nets who had a partial tear earlier this season. That's he right. never returned. Yep. So there's your comp if you're looking at it that way. But again, at this point, it's a right knee sprain. That's what they're saying. There was a shot of him in the hallway in game six cheering guys on. He wasn't on crutches. It didn't look like he was moving around too gingerly. And if you want to be positive about this, he did travel with the team initially to Game 5 in Utah, and then he flew back. So he was feeling good enough to travel, but uh, again, this is all speculation. We're just guessing right now. Uh, Okay. I thought they played well yesterday. I thought they played really well yesterday. It was a really exciting game. Uh, But now we have the injury to Marcus Morris. What do you know? It's a left knee injury. They haven't given us any more than that, and Right now, if he can't go, and he was dealing with a knee injury earlier in the season, that's a problem. At some point, you can get by because of the depth on your team, but when you're missing not only Kawhi Leonard, but remember, Serge Ibaka was the biggest offseason acquisition for this team. He hasn't been able to play. Marcus Morris has been a starter all season long, and even when he's not hitting shots, he's so good defensively. He adds to that versatility they have, that switchability defensively when they go small out there. They need somebody like him. They don't get to this point without him. He went 7 of 9 from 3 in that Game 7 against the Dallas Mavericks. He was great towards the end of that series against the Utah Jazz, especially in that Game 5 on the road. So what what do they do next? Let's say if they don't have him, other guys have to step up. Rajon Rondo has to play much better, and there was some hope at the end of that game with him knocking down a couple of three-pointers that Rondo is starting to enter playoff Rondo mode because we haven't seen it all playoffs uh, long. And Clippers fans have been frustrated with this. They've been saying, well, we got a playoff Rondo in the regular season and a regular season Rondo in the playoffs right now. It just looks like he doesn't have that confidence, but he was playing late in that game yesterday, Fred, and I know you were there. And he hit a couple of three-pointers, had eight points in that fourth quarter. So Terrence Mann, he's got to be even better than he was, not saying that he was in game six when he had 39 points in that closeout game against the Utah Jazz, but he only takes four shots yesterday. At some point, even though he's a second-year player, we've seen how good he can be. We've seen a lot of this potential, and he's coming off the greatest game of his life against the Utah Jazz. He just has to be more aggressive out there. If they don't have Marcus Morris, they're likely not going to have Kawhi Leonard, although he's not ruled out for tomorrow night's game yet. But other guys have to find ways to step up, and it's not going to be easy because as you move along in the playoffs, the level of competition becomes that much stiffer. And even without CP3, Devin Booker was fantastic moving the ball yesterday. All right, Adam, I'm just going to uh, say a name, and I'm just going to – the floor is yours after I say this name. All right. <clears throat> Doc Rivers? 
<laughs> oh, that's where I was going to go, too. Doc yeah, Rivers. That's Adam, exactly where Adam, I was going to go. Have at it. Listen, have at it. Doc Rivers is the name. Uh, we are all in unison. Go ahead. Have at it uh, on what you saw and, and the differences between he and Ty Lue getting his team past uh, uh, you know, what could be a, a major injury to end the season for Kawhi, but still getting the Clippers to where they need to go while Doc is heading home. How convenient it is that Rodney Pete is out today. How about that, Fred? He's yeah. out today. We've been going back and forth about Doc Rivers over the last year. Look, I love Doc. He's a great man, and I do think he's a very good coach, but his lack of adjustments in the playoffs have come back to haunt his teams over and over again. He's blown a 3-1 lead three times. Nobody else has done it twice. He's blown a 3-2 lead. He's blown a 2-0 lead. He has had losses in 29 games where he had an opportunity to clinch a series. Nobody else is close to that. He's lost 29 times with the opportunity to close out a series. And what happened yesterday with them losing at home, and oh yeah, that's the fourth time he's had a team lose in a game seven at home. That's unbelievable. For them to lose as the one seed to the five seed Atlanta Hawks, Clippers fans have known this all season long. There's been a night and day difference with adjustments, but you saw it when they were down 0-2 to the Dallas Mavericks. They go small with Nicholas Batum, and they get that three-point shooting going, and they're rotating on the perimeter, and they're locking down the Dallas Mavericks. And when Rajon Rondo you know, was struggling, Ty Lue didn't play him. I could never see Doc Rivers doing something like that to one of his veteran guys. There's just a stark contrast between the two. And again, I love Doc. He treated me well. But how can you not see the correlation when in his first year away from the Clippers, when he had seven years to get them out of the second round, then he can't get out of the second round with the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Clippers finally advance to the Western Conference Finals and tie Lue's initial season. It's just unbelievable. And also, I didn't like the comment post game. Everybody knows Ben Simmons was probably the bigger problem than Doc Rivers in that series. But I don't know why you would make that comment about him possibly not being a championship-level point guard. Just say he's 24 and he's going to get better and he's going to improve. Who does it help to throw him under the bus from he and Joel Embiid? It's just self-serving. There's no reason to do it other than to deflect blame after you lose a seven-game series like that. That was a little bit disappointing. Uh, it seems to me that Ty Lue, look, a lot of people laughed at him and sort of scoffed and said, okay, this guy is delusional when they were down 2-0 uh, to start out the postseason to the Dallas Mavericks, and he just said, uh, or they're down 0-2 rather, and he just says, no, I think we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Everything's good. Ty Lue seems to have this calmness and this confidence in his team to where he's not going to panic, he's not going to stress out, and I don't know if it's all those high-level, high-leverage games that he was a part of with with the Cavs and making those finals runs, but there just seems to be a more confident, calm tone to this team, and I don't know if that comes from Ty Lue, and maybe it's the departure of Doc Rivers, but don't you get the same impression that this team is not rattled and not worried at all in any situation they're put in? Yeah, typically a team takes on the identity of their head coach and Paul George has credited him, credited Ty Lue with exactly that. He's calm, cool, he's collected. He never panics. And everybody else seemed to panic when he said he wasn't concerned after they were down 0-2 to the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, come on. Well, obviously he cares. Saying he's not concerned doesn't mean he doesn't care. He said, he clarified it later, well, we have to have a sense of urgency now. That's what it has to be. That has to click in. And I think that demeanor of his has permeated throughout the locker room. 
But it, it also helps when you think about it. He and Kawhi Leonard are so stoic out there. They're never rattled by anything. I think that works hand in hand. And for this team to finally get to the Western Conference Finals now, I'm not saying they're playing with house money. They want to win it all. They're saying the job is not done. But there is a weight off of them a little bit. There's a weight off of Paul George as well, who's been under so much scrutiny over the past year, going back to the bubble and the playoff piece stuff, pandemic piece stuff. And I think Ty Lue has done wonders with him and his confidence. So he's been the biggest difference maker this season. It's been him. It's been the coaching staff. That is, that's what's changed for this team. And when they were down 2-0, people were dunking on the Clippers multiple times and multiple rounds saying what has changed. And that's the thing. When Doc Rivers was asked about those comments from Paul George on the All the Smoke podcast, and he took some shots at Doc and his lack of adjustments. Doc came back and said, well, Ty Lue was right there on the bench with me. It's not going to be much different. Well, and I'm doing the Jordan Shrug gif, I guess, right now. <laughs> it sure seems very different. The Clippers are in the Western Conference Finals, and they did so by winning the last two games without Kawhi Leonard somehow. You know, a couple of months ago, we have sat here and said in the East, it'll be Milwaukee and Atlanta. There's no way. I mean, we. I, I thought the Nets would win the East. I thought they would win the East before they had Harden. Uh, Of course, Kyrie is out. And Atlanta knocking out Philadelphia. Are you surprised, Adam? Are you shocked by this? That's a team that was playing with house money. And I really like the way they compete. And speaking of Ty Lue, Nate McMillan comes in midway through the season. And I've always liked him as a head coach. I liked him in the Pacific Northwest with Seattle and with Portland. And, I mean, Indiana's got to be kicking their own ass right now because (laughs) after they let go of a one-year head coach, after letting go of Nate McMillan, uh, it looks awful there. But Trey Young, as bad as he was through the first three quarters of that game, in that game seven, I think he was two for 17 going into the fourth quarter. He has that almost irrational confidence you have to have. Just keep shooting. And he hits that 30-foot three-pointer. He hits another jumper. And Ben Simmons refuses to dunk the basketball. And Joe Embiid has a turnover late. And the Hawks are moving on. And they kind of uh, embody that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts type of team because they don't have the best high-level talent. And Trey Young is still so young. But they just find ways to win basketball games. And I think... The Philadelphia 76ers aided them because they were playing tight, because they were at home in that Game 7, because they blew a 26-point lead at home in Game 5. And the Atlanta Hawks just seized the moment. They were never rattled. Listen, I want to just say that Fred didn't want to do this, but you know I would like to do it. Uh, even though they lost Game 1 of the uh, Western Conference Finals, I just want to say congratulations to Adam Austin because you've had to deal with a, a bunch of crap <laughs> from Laker fans and people around town. And I've said this before. There is a Mount Rushmore of uh, Clipper media members that I look at and go, they deserve all the praise if this team ever does get over the hump, and it's this year. And it's Adam Austin. It's Ben Maller of Fox Sports Radio. It's Marcellus Wiley of Fox Sports 1, and it's Clipper Daryl. And I don't want to hear anything about Billy Crystal or Anthony Kiedis or any of these other guys that roamed around the sidelines because tickets were cheaper to Clipper games than they were Laker games back in the day. Adam, congratulations. However this goes, I think we're on to good things here with this team. 
What about Malcolm in the middle? Come on, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, listen, they, that guy can take a walk. All right, well, there's, there's priorities here, and it's my media, yeah. my media brethren uh, on uh, fo- on Fox Sports Radio and beyond AM five seventy LA Sports. I love you, Jonas. I appreciate the love. I saw the tweet. I liked it. Yeah, Clipper Nation deserves this one. No matter what happens. You can at least say this season, getting to the Western Conference Finals, doing so without Kawhi Leonard, if they don't have him for the rest of this series, they end up losing, CP3 comes back, at least for once you can say they maximized their potential. They did all they could. I think that's all you can ask for. All right. Adam Oslin is brought to us by Honey, the money-saving browser extension. The Saltier. Adam, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. There he is. All right. Now's your chance. We're going to open the phone lines. 866-987. 2570. Tyron Lue got his team to the Western Conference Finals. So he must know something. He must have a little idea about what he's talking about. And he says the Lakers are out. We all live in Los Angeles. We should all be rooting for the Clippers now. What do you think about that? You're next. San Diego. Move on. We've come for the NL West. Lay low. In fact, lay down. You can either lay down now or wait till September when you inevitably will do it anyway. Good luck getting through, pal. Although you have been doing a pretty good job of laying down lately. Zing! Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck kicks off at 6 p.m. on the home of your world champion Dodgers. AM 570 LA Sports. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much, yes. Speaking of which, traffic. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. All right, Fred Rogan and Jonas Knox today on AM570 LA Sports. Clipper coach Ty Lue came out and said, look, the Lakers are out of it. Why can't we all come together? Why can't we be one big family? Why can't we all pull for one team? We should all be rooting for the Clippers. Now, Jonas, I am in Phoenix, and I've got this Phoenix Suns t-shirt. When we get off the air today here, I'm going to walk around Phoenix, act like I'm from Phoenix, and ask people to root for the Clippers because nobody in L.A. will. And we'll see how that goes. So why the Suns t-shirt? Because I want people here to think I'm from Phoenix when I'm asking the question. Yeah, but you are from Phoenix, though, aren't you? Or is it Scottsdale? What's the difference between the two? They're like 10 minutes apart, right? Yeah, they're like 15, 20 minutes apart. It's the difference between Encino and Sherman Sherman Oaks. Oaks. Okay. Yeah, all right. that kind of thing. Fair enough. So I'm going to act like I'm from Phoenix, but then walk around and have people here because it won't make any sense if I'm from L.A. I want to try to fake them out. And have them think, oh, I live in Phoenix, I work in Phoenix, would you root for the other team? I think the responses will be funnier. Okay, listen, I, I and 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 you know, I think it's good that you lie to people, especially when yeah. there's such a lack of trust in this country. You lie to people, tell them that you work for you know one place when you really look for work for another one, and then try and catch them in the act. I always think that's a good approach, especially when you're visiting a new place. That's why I'm the cactus. The human cactus. I That's told you, why right? I am. it all it all comes together. You know, in the words of the great Don Martin, you got to find a thread, and that thread's got to go through the entire show. And we have found our thread, and that thread is Fred, the human cactus. Exactly. Now, yes. all right, folks, what do you think? Is Ty Lue right or is Ty Lue wrong? 
We'll go to the phones, 866-987-2570. Manny and Gardena, you're up first. Go ahead. Do you buy what Ty Lewis is selling? Oh, man, first off, Jonas, I agree with that caller earlier. You and LeVar were killing it today uh, with K-Fake sidekick Gargano. THC, I'm glad for you uh, clearing that up because I thought that it was for uh, Freddie Fender's uh, penchant for getting moon rocks and doobage <laughs> of the sticky icky icky as the THC. I'm glad you, you told us it's the human cactus instead. As far as uh, Ty Lu. Respectfully, I think once the Clippers started that whole um, thing of covering banners and attacking the Lakers, I don't think you can really switch over, but there's really no need to disrespect them either. That's my stand. Yeah, but again, many thanks for the call. I understand people are upset when they cover the banners. It's the Clippers' home, too. They pay rent. It's their arena as well. So they want to create their own home. I, I know it upset a lot of people when they covered up the banners. But what you wouldn't have the Phoenix Suns playing uh, in another arena. In a, you wouldn't have the Phoenix Suns playing in Staples Center with the Laker banners hand, hanging there. They would try to make it their own arena. Exactly. Look, isn't there is there still a Taylor Swift banner up at Staples Center? Yes. All right, okay. Because that was one of the weirdest moments of my adult life. A last concert I was at was a Tool concert at Staples Center before the pandemic and everything got shut down. And I just remember watching this hard rock band uh, and people inside the arena uh, smoking weed out of like a Vuvuzela and then looking up to my left and going, I'm watching Tool. And there's a Taylor Swift banner up here. So the second the Taylor Swift banner up, I think we've lost all rights to be critical of anything else that goes on in that arena. So let's not cry about them covering up uh, banners or anything like that inside Staples. Come on now. All right, Miko, go ahead. What do you think? It's no way you could go for the Clippers. The Clippers represent like blue collar, even though LA is a blue collar town, we live in the Hollywood. This is a fantasy world. Everybody wants to be like a Laker fan. No one wants to think that a person, no one thinks that Dean Rogan goes to the supermarket. We just think you get your groceries flew in, even though that's not the case. But you just think in Hollywood, everything is magnificent, spectacular. It's a, it's against the whole L.A. or Los Angeles to be a Clipper. It's like Clipper fans are people who don't want to fit in to, hey, we're L.A., we're the king of all the cities, the sun, the fun, we, Beverly Hills, Hollywood. They're blue collar. It's like, no, we're, we fake it until we make it. No one wants to hear about an actress while they working at the restaurant. When they make it, then you hear from them. The Clippers are the actor or the actors work or starving actor working at a restaurant, and no one roots for that. We root for them when they make it to the red carpet, when they make it to big time. Lakers, big time. It's against L.A. to go for the Clippers. Yeah. Um, who's uh, Dave Rogan? I'm just uh, wondering who Dave Rogan is. There's no. Yeah, there's I, no. I believe you were just called Dave Rogan, and if that's the case, Fred Dean want, Rogan. Yeah, Dean. I, I, okay. I, I want to apologize uh, for calling you uh, Fred this entire time. I thought that was your name. So no, I, I am the Dean, okay. and now the Cactus. All right, very good. I you All right, Dave. Chris in L.A. Go ahead, Chris. What do you think? Hey, fellas, uh, Fred, you're absolutely right. Laker fans don't really care about the Clipper fans, and it's fine for you to cover up banners in your own stadium. But when you have a concerted marketing effort. Uh, poking at, at the at the Lakers by saying, you know, uh, street lights over spotlights, implying that one is soft and one is hard, then, you know, Laker fans aren't going to take that. It, it's, like, it's like the Chargers trying to come to L.A. 
It's like the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles coming to L.A. If you're a real L.A. fan, you're not going to care about these little uh, uh, organizations trying to come in and steal your thunder. It's not going to happen. I'm going to tell you, remember when Chris Paul and, they, and the Clippers almost uh, went to the second round? They had Chris Paul on the Jumbotron at Dodger Stadium. Booed. He got booed. Yep. He got booed. That told me right there, this will never be anything but a Laker town. I give them credit for trying to change their logo and, and, and turning it to black. You might get some fringe players who just like to wear black uh, clothing and whatnot, black gear, but you're not going to change any major, major uh, Laker fans. So we like to put, you know poke fun at them because they think they're relevant, but Laker fans don't really believe they're relevant. Appreciate the call. Thanks. I mean, it's just it's it's that right there. It's that over the top arrogance. Like, just just think about this. They're upset because there was a marketing campaign that said streetlights over spotlights. First of all, that's brilliant. All right, whoever came up with that, that is a job well done. Uh, if that was, in fact, Clipper Daryl, uh, good for you. Uh, it was not. Okay, I guarantee well, you, it was let, not. Let's just, for, for the sake of the segment, let's just say it was Clipper Daryl. Like, why, if you are that successful as an organization, all right, and if you are that, you know, uh, historic when it comes to the pantheon of uh, franchises and all of sports, what do you care what the Clippers' marketing campaign was? Who gives a crap? And if they come up with a different type of jersey or they cover up some banners, who cares? Why, why is it a concern? It's only a concern because the threat is real. Like, I got news for you. If you're a guy out there and all of a sudden you start getting pissed off that the pool boy's coming over a bunch of times in a row, maybe you might want to start asking questions about the marriage, right? Because there's something internal that's telling you that guy's bad for this household and I don't like the way my wife puts on makeup when he comes around, but never when I'm around town. It just, this is all about insecurity, and I have no idea why they're insecure, but here we are, and they can try and deny it all they want, but it's palpable and you can feel it. Jacob and Palmdale, go ahead. Yeah, um, honestly, Jonas just nailed it again. I will say, as a Clipper fan, there's no way I would ever root for the Lakers, so I don't expect Laker fans to root for us, but it's everything Jonas just said about that last call, they'll never root for us because of the bitterness. And I'll tell you why they're bitter. They are watching the Clippers do what they prayed their team would do. At the first sign of trouble, the Lakers crumbled in these playoffs. LeBron got hurt, AD got hurt, threw in the towel, went out, folded like lawn chairs. Clippers down 2-0 to Dallas. Come lawn back. Chairs. Then they go lose game five. Come back. Then they go down 2-0. Come back. Lose Kawhi. Win game five. Then close out. Down 25 points. They're bummed watching the Clippers fight tooth and nail every single game when the Lakers folded like a launcher. I listened to the show. Everybody was bummed at the effort the Lakers gave in that closeout game. They just wanted to see them fight, and they came out, and in the first quarter, were done and out of it. All right, well, we appreciate the call. <laughs> lawn chairs might have been a little over the top. Hey, by the way, is there anything more uncomfortable than sitting on a plastic lawn chair in the middle of summer when you wake up and you got the uh, the checkered marks on the back of your hamstrings? Like that's Bad. Just, oh, it's terrible. That's that's just awful all the way around. By the way, I, I do think you know, in in fairness, uh, there's pr- that probably pissed off a lot of Laker fans what they just heard, especially considering if we're going to be fair about this. You know, the Clippers did kind of fall apart in the bubble last year. You know, like when things got a little bit little dicey. Bit. Yeah, they yeah. kind of fell apart there, if we're going to be fair about it. All right, let's go to line six. Jim and Menifee, you're on AIM 570 LA Sports. What do you think? Hey, uh, first off, thanks for taking my call. And uh, much love for uh, Ty Lue, But you got to remember, uh, Paul George, we wanted him to come and be part of the Laker Nation. He wouldn't even give us uh, an interview. And then uh, there's reports that uh, Kawhi Leonard and his uncle 
behind the scenes when we invited him to join our team, basically manipulating the situation to try to hurt our team. And don't get me started on uh, Pat Beverly, probably one of the most obnoxious players in all of the NBA. So, uh, no, uh, true Laker fans cannot root for this team. There's just no way. And if I could, just one more point. Uh, you said that uh, we were afraid of the Clippers last year. Yeah. And we were a sigh of relief when they were knocked out. I mean, really? Yeah. No way. I was mad last year. I wanted to see that matchup. That way we could shut up guys like Jonas Knox and Rob Parker that the Laker team is better than that Clipper team. All right, Jim, thanks for the call. Oh, come on. It's why I've been saying LeBron James is the loat. He's the luckiest of all time. He's the fofote. He's the finals failure of all time. And you know it, Fred. Stop it. (laughs) Let's go. James, that was great. That was really well done. (laughs) That's my guy, Rob Parker. That was well done. All right, let's go James and Arcadia. Go ahead, James. Hey, Fred, I've uh, rooted for the Lakers for 50-something years. And if I can root for Mel Counts, and Kwame Brown and Smush Parker, you're done right. I can root for the Clippers. All right. Lakers you know what? Lo- yes. A little if positivity. If the Lakers didn't want me rooting for the Clippers, they wouldn't have lost. Well, How about that? Little, you could little, look at it like that. A little positivity. A little, little uh, you know, uh, celebrate your neighbor a little bit more. You know, celebrate the people around you. I, that makes me happy. About time. Appreciate the call, James. basketball. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. But some people take it a lot more seriously than that. Yeah, they do. Uh, and listen, um... But there is now. Here's the thing: we we say all this, but for to Ty Lue, it just it doesn't work that way in professional sports. It does in college, and it's weird. And a lot of this does go back. I, I covered college football in the South, and I lived out there. It's weird how when one team gets eliminated, they start rallying around the conference. And I think that's sort of when you see people doing the SEC chants and things like that. That looks odd around other parts of the country, which it is. Like you don't see people going Pac-12, Pac-12. You know, when they when they're in a, a major bowl game. Now that might seem like really far fetched because Pac-12 usually isn't in a major bowl game. But the point being, uh, you're not going to see the same sort of rallying around your conference or your 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 you know team other team in town like you would see in college football in some places. I remember years ago, and I think I've told the story. Uh, the Giants won the World Series. Okay. So the Channel 4 news people say, oh, my God, a California team won the World Series. We should lead the newscast with this. (laughs) Oh, boy. Colleen Williams even said, yeah, we've got to lead the newscast with the Giants winning the World Series. And I went, we're we're not doing that. (laughs) No, that's not going to happen here. Uh, Well, why? It was a California team. I went, you got to understand the market you live in. You can't sit here and go, this is great news. A California team won. So, they said, you're not going to lead with it? No. Well, you're going to do it real big in sports. You know what I did? I showed the final out. Giants won the World Series. That was it. I didn't say another word about it because I know the market I live in, and that doesn't play well. I'm not doing two minutes of highlights and the celebration and the interviews. It doesn't play in L.A. It just doesn't work that way. I mean, that's how, that's when you rerun a story about Barry Bonds possibly doing PEDs. Okay, like, we that, didn't, that's right there. That, that's we, when you do that. We didn't do that. No. Okay, well, I mean, just saying, you know, and for future references, if the Giants ever do win a World Series again, just roll an old story of Barry Bonds possibly being on the gas when he was hitting all those home runs. Just saying. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. It's it's an idea. Yeah. We're not going to do that, but it's yeah. an idea. Okay. Just let, right. him, you know, let him be out there. Zach in Long Beach, go ahead. Hey, what's going on, guys? Laker fan here, but Adam was right earlier. Lakers have a lot of excuses ready to go at all times, and... um 
But the real excuses were coming from Jonas and the Know Your Squad round earlier, coming out saying he was feeling all good and stuff. What happened, man? Listen, I, I played down to my competition. Uh, not so much Ronnie, but I believe Ray. Uh, Ronnie, I believe uh, Ray was the other guy who uh, you know who who ended up winning the whole thing. Ronnie performed well. I played down to Ray because uh, I wanted him to feel better about things. He had a Laker tone to his voice because he had a Laker tone to his voice. I wanted him to feel good about things because his team just fired their trainer and tried to blame her for the injury oh, issues. Oh, sure, sure. Listen, sure. I mean, look, I mean, you know, don't don't uh, shoot the messenger here. I'm just here on a Monday. For the other callers, like I said in my tweet at you, Fred, um, would the Dodgers fear, uh, cheer for the Giants? No shot. I know it's a little bit different, and that goes back years, but the Clippers and Lakers are in the same division and the same uh, same arena, and it's a, a little bit different than a same city rival. I wouldn't want the defending champion in my division to start the 2001-22 season. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's all I got, boys. Have a good day. Zach, you do the same. We appreciate everybody calling. Well, the Supreme Court has spoken. They have rendered a verdict. For college athletes, it's very good. For universities, it's really bad. We'll get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Terrence Man Show in Game 6. I give you playoff tea. Kawhi, take your time. Heal up. It's cool. Terrence Mann has got this. Now it's time to turn me loose. Next up... The L.A. Clippers and Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference Finals. You finally did it. Don't miss a moment of coverage on AM570 L.A. Sports. And hear the games on AM1150. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much, yes. Speaking of which, traffic. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. All right, here we go. Tap in. Jonas Knox in for Rodney. Hey. AM 570 LA Sports. (laughs) Uh, All right, so this is a good day for college athletes. Not so much for schools. You know, for years, they have created this environment where we give you a scholarship, you show up, you play. You get no other benefits, by the way. We're paying for your education. That can't be as much as $250,000 over a four-year period. In return... You're going to compete for us, and we'll pay for your education. Well, uh, that doesn't really work, because that were back. That was back in the days when you didn't have these TV deals, and schools weren't making as much money. Yeah. So the Supreme Court ruled today that doesn't work anymore. No, you cannot put a limit on what these kids can make, and you actually should be compensating them as well. So it's a good day for the kids. Not such a good day for the colleges. Yeah, look, I think this is... I understand the argument that 
you know, when kids are getting a full scholarship, and, and Fred, you have kids. You know how much these college educations Trust are. me, I do know. Yes, they. It's it's sometimes ridiculous. And so the fact that you get a full scholarship, there is a value that maybe doesn't get enough. We, we don't put enough value on that in a lot of places to where people just dismiss the scholarship and say, well, you know, that's the least they could do. Well, no, it is worth something. In fact, it's worth a lot to a lot of people, and it completely changes the dynamic. I can say this. My, my wife's family... Um, her uncle, they don't make great money. And their daughter worked really hard and got a scholarship. She's not an athlete. She got a scholarship because she was a great student. He wept because of what that meant sure. for them financially. It, it was a game changer to the, to, the his, to the future of their family because they don't have to worry about those payments. That being said, I, I do think you should be giving these athletes something more because I, I can tell you how many athletes I've heard stories about literally being broke at school, not having enough money in their pocket to go get a pizza. And if they do so much as accept a T-shirt from somebody uh, who saw them out at, at, at some you know restaurant, all of a sudden they could be in violation of the rules. And it's a $10, $15 T-shirt. It's not the $45 Suns T-shirt you're walking around in, in Phoenix, Fred. But it's we're talking things like that that just have never made sense. The NCAA has been capitalizing and taking advantage of the system for a long, long time. And I think it's it's a welcome sight. I just wonder, where do we go from here? Because th- there is the possibility this could get out of control in a hurry. And I just wonder who's going to be the first school to kind of do something under the table to try and get in a recruit by slipping them a few bucks and then trying to say, oh, no, that's just what we see as, as what is you know representative of being able to be a premier athlete at our university. Well, I think what it's going to do, it's going to destroy the model that they work under. Yes. I mean, aside from slipping somebody a couple of bucks to get them to come here, what's going to happen is that's money out. You know, it's money into the school from yes. the TV deals and the rights deals. Now it's money out. Money out means you're not going to be able to fund as many programs. Money out means that some kids on the rowing team, but of course we know at USC, you just take a picture and, and basically lie and get on the rowing team. But, I mean, in some situations, uh, they're not going to be able to fund these teams. So you're going to see some of these other sports go away because they don't have the money. Because basketball and football pay for everything, yes. right? Yep. If you're compensating the, the players, if you're giving them more, that's going to come out of somewhere. And that means somebody's going to have to suffer. I think that's ultimately what will happen here. And, and I just wonder, what is the difference between – because, look, let's just call it what it is. At a big-time school like a USC, the third best running back on the, uh, on the roster – could start virtually anywhere else in the country. It probably 95% of schools in the country, but he wanted to be a USC Trojan, so he came there for that, for that thinking that was the place I wanted to be and I wanted to pursue my football dream. So do you pay that guy the same as what you would pay the starting running back. Like, I think that's where things get a little bit tricky. I just want to see what the what the final conclusion is to what these guys are going to be worth or, or, or women are going to be worth at the collegiate level and who's getting paid what. Is this going to be a tier status? If you're a starter, you get this, you get that. I just want to see where we go from here. Well, uh, and the, the real problem here is that the NCAA was so archaic in its thinking that they let Congress get involved, and now the Supreme Court has ruled. Yeah. If they had figured this out long ago, it would be a different story, but oh, they were great. greedy. It, it, if, if you would have thrown guys, you know, 300 bucks a week, like throw these athletes 300 bucks a week, nobody's saying anything. Like they would have been fine with it, but now it's gotten so out of control to your point that now they're going to see a, a bigger issue being made of it. 
Uh, summer is here. Join us this Wednesday starting at 3 for the next tour stop for Petros and Money. It's the virtual Chevy Summer Tour. And enter now for your chance to win a Chevy Silverado day in 570 LA Sports slash Chevy. Brought to you by the Chevy Silverado, the number one selling full-size pickup in California.